Guys, thanks everybody for being here tonight. What's up, Cal family? It's your boy, Rod Benson. I'm back on video. Let's get it. Because I'm hype. Let's just get it where let's just start where we start. Cal swept. Cal, the Golden Bears swept. This uh this is our first sweep of the week. This is our first week. I mean, first sweep of the year, you know. Um the Oregon schools. I believe, as Jalen Tyson said at the end of the game, it was the first sweep of the season. Further, I mean, I guess he's not counting Stanford. I count Stanford. You play one game that week, you win it, sweep. We swept the Bay Area, Casey. We swept the Oregon schools. And a lot of the things that I've been saying that we've been getting better at are just starting to really flex. My issue, the first 10 games of the season was that our defense was not good. It was, it was unwell. Uh, further, it, it, you know, they wouldn't put in zone. Uh, but I kept saying, like, guys in the message boards were like, well, uh, do we have the foot speed? Do we? I'm like, it's not a foot. They were playing hard, and they had the athleticism. They just weren't putting in certain strategies, or, or some of the strategies didn't seem to fit the personnel. That's over, bro. That's over. That's, that's over, over, over. That's dead and gone. I mean, I'm going to get into it as I go over the, the video, but, you know, the last, the UCLA podcast, I said that they scored, UCLA scored like 12 points in the second half. Oregon scored 30, but only had 34 in the first half. Really consider what our defense has been doing. Now, mind you, against Arizona, yes, didn't work out the same, and against uh, uh, Washington State. But those teams are really, really good teams. We're talking, you know, nationally ranked, and we're still coming up. But we're playing the type of defense without having some big shot-blocking center or, like, a dude leading the nation in steals. We are just playing good defense. Keontae Kennedy, I'm looking at you. Celestine, I'm looking at you. Tyson, I'm looking at you. Cone, during the middle of the, of the game, and again, I, uh, uh, I don't know if I'll end up showing this clip, but Jalen Cohn did something on offense, and then McLean was like, see, this is what I mean. Uh, uh, Cone's going to find a way to get in on offense, but he's got to find a way to make an impact on defense. Being And it, like, interrupted his sentence. Cone runs back, disrupts a pass, and it starts a fast break. AMAC even. Bro, the, the, the dude Dante is pretty good. But I don't know. He didn't feel like some dominant player. He blocked some shots, sure. He also was put into horrible timing and position because of it. Again, we'll look at some of that. But I got to give Amac credit. He's battling. These are, these are big men. And you got to understand even the mentality of like some of these guys, right? Uh, just in general, you're, you're black, you're athletic, you're big, and you're going against a guy like Amac who is dope as hell, but you don't know him. So you see, like, what is this white guy, like a brown guy, whatever, like make up a, make up a race that's, that's not as athletic, and we're going to go at this dude. Here's the scout. Go at him. He's the one to go at. But A-Mac has been handling it. He's been struggling offensively, but he has not stopped putting in the work. And that's what I was trying to communicate. This brother plays hard. They all do. Got to give, got to give credit to the coaching staff. Got to give credit to the fans showing up. I've said many times that to me, this is a group effort. Everyone plays their role. I'm not on the court. I'm not coaching the guys. I don't do the budgets. 
I like to think I'll bring the feeling. I don't even bring that much like hardcore technical analysis. I could, but that's boring. And again, even if you're not bored by it, there are other people doing that. I bring the feelings, baby, the feels. What are you bringing? You're bringing yourselves. You're showing up. You're interested. You're listening to me. That's support. This is all rising at the same time, and it makes me happy. Getting on to it. So this game started out with uh, uh, Oregon scoring like two buckets right away. It's like very much like Cal early game start. I'm not going to linger on it too long, but I want to point out a couple things about Oregon scoring. Because, as I've said many times, I watch the game so much different in terms of, like, ebbs and flows. So, although Oregon comes out and hits, you know, this shot right at the start of the game to go up 2-0, they had to run a full offense, and they hit a contested shot. Great. If we go to the next possession, okay, we get a drive by Celestine, and he tries to make the pocket pass, and Dante's actually in great position. This is the ball he's got to try and put up, even if it's high off the backboard. Like, it's got to come up here uh, so then AMAC can get the rebound. You see it at the end of the game. Uh, but that said, that's not really the point of this. It's a turnover, and now Oregon's off to the races, and they get a layup. Okay, at this point, they have four points in 50 seconds. They end the half with 34. They end the game with 64. Like, outside of this, like, first, I don't know, how far can I scroll here? So they have 10 points and about four minutes of play, which would make them a 100-point pace. But instead, they score 54 points the rest of the game. I just want to highlight that because I think sometimes you watch a game like this, and if you're not watching from the defensive perspective, you just see the total score. 69-64 feels like a collegiate basketball score, sure. But it kind of isn't. This team is locking down. And further, at the end of the game, there's a graphic. Let's see if I can find it. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Somebody turns the ball over, and the graphic comes up that says, we've now got 10 turnovers for the game. Do you realize we had like seven in the first three minutes? So it's like kind of like the, the start of this game was weird to me because it wasn't bad. We just kept turning the ball over. And they weren't even like, Crazy turnovers like that Celestine one I just showed you. It just, they just happened. And as soon as that stopped, we were, we are a better team than them. Um, big time team, but we're a big time team also, you know. Um. I don't know what to tell you. We're a better team than them. I, <laughs> uh, let's see if I can find, so I'm going to really focus on the second half because I got to give Jalen Cohn his flowers. Now, up until this point in the game, we had not had a lead. And again, if you take away those 10 points I was talking about, Oregon scored 34 since then. And in the second half to this point, they've scored 10, which is it's kind of like the, uh, the first half. Oregon scored 10 points like right away. And then basically stopped scoring for like 10 minutes. Bro, there was, a, there was a graphic that said like Oregon zero made field goals and like, and it was ticking up like 10 minutes. Do you understand how crazy that is for us to do that with how we started this season? 
It's wild. Bro, all that said, great. We get to 44-40. We have not had a lead. And then it's Jalen Cohn time. And yes, I know Jalen Tyson finished with 27. He came back from the wrist injury. All of that is, is analyzed and overanalyzed. He did the post-game presser. He talked about it. But I'm going to talk about Jalen Cohn for a second. He sets the back screen. He actually makes contact, which means his guy is now, if you can see here, his guy has a hand on him, sure, but he has his left arm out also because this pass from Celestine can go right here. In fact, it's a really good play drawn up, Mark. I see you, Mark, because if you have a guy here who can make this pass, you have a three-point shooter there, so this guy's attached. And the biggest setting these screens, so this man's attached also because Celestine shoots 50%. Cone is going to come off fire, and Tyson's the main threat. So everybody on Oregon is pretty much panic mode right now. And the play is just developing. Now, just that little hesitation means this guy's a step behind. And now you've got Cone coming off the screen. This guy's got his hands up because he's worried about this pass going into Tyson. And the big man is seeing a lot. This brother's in a world of hurt. <laughs> Having been this brother many times, he is not okay right now. He's watching. He's got to see man on the ball, sure, but he's also got to see the screen. And he also doesn't know, you know, he's probably got a, a little bit of awareness of Tyson, knowing that this pass can go right behind his head. And the position he has to be in is down, but he also knows he's going to have to come up soon. This man is in a world of hurt. As, you can, as evidenced by the fact that now he's totally missed the screen and is detached. He's worried about Tyson. He's not worried about uh, uh, Davis. I don't know. I can't tell who that is. Um, and he's definitely not worried about Jalen Cohn, who has gone from setting this screen, and again, making contact, good contact, to flying off the screen. Great rub here. Doesn't, you know, avoids the foul. But this is what I wanted to highlight about Jalen Cohn. Because he's, he's streaky. I don't know what's happened in the last couple games, but he's shooting much more on balance. Maybe he's just getting more open. I don't know. But in earlier games, he would shoot this ball too. This ball that's about to go up. But he would drift like to here as he shot it. In large part because he's smaller and this guy's coming and if you can do that, that's effective as all hell. But if you can do this, it's better. Holy moly. That's like, there was a, uh, there was a, um, a video, a cassette, like a video, a VHS tape you could buy right after I graduated college, like 07, by J.J. Reddick. And it was called like, J.J. teaches the perfect shooting form. And it, a lot of it, because this wasn't like taught to everybody on YouTube and everything, was what you just saw there. The perfect step in for the shot. Even the pass right, right to the hands ready. Right to the hands. There is no wasted motion here. One, two, and directly up into the sky. And, you know, McLean kind of hinted at this in the, uh, during the game where he was saying that three-point uh, fouls, like and ones on three-pointers are going up at the college level. And obviously, there's a lot of reasons for that, especially if guys are shooting more threes, et cetera. But guys are also getting more refi refined. They're watching their uh, pro counterparts. 
by not drifting here, not only does he have better balance for this shot, this man is still not in good position. He can't really block it. Like, if he was closer, he might be able to, but what McLean says that I firmly believe in is you are so rarely going to block a three-point shot instead of fouling it that it's really not worth it to try. Jalen Cohn just going straight up and down, to me, is the better move. Unless you can consistent, unless you hit that with the same rate. But when he hits the other one, it don't look like this. He landed in the same spot he started. His defender's still behind him. Even though he landed in the same space he started because the defense's only option was to try to come around from the back if he didn't want to get a foul call. Splash money. Uh, uh, I don't know if Oregon's in zone here. I'm going to say yes, Oregon is in zone. This is a good opportunity for two birds, one stone here to show how good Jalen Cohn is and to show uh, our offense against zone. Part of why, what I said uh, months ago was that because we weren't playing 2-3 zone, we also didn't know how, how to play against 2-3 zone because you practice it. Like the offense has to train the defense. Well, clearly, since we put it in, our understanding of it offensively has also gone up. And Oregon runs a very specific 2-3 zone, whereas their guys are all the way up. Like, why are they so far up? Well, I guess they're just trying to eliminate our threes. Now, they did used to do this. Some things never change. Oregon has played a very high 2-3 zone since, as long as I can remember, since I was in school. And the way we beat it was we would run uh, 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 lob plays on the baseline. So I'm including a couple pictures here, but you can see these two dunks were like from the same game. And I wasn't the only one. Dominic McGuire got a couple. Probably Devon Harden got a couple. Because you play this high up, you're going to get these lanes. So the way our team plays it, which is totally fine and I love it, and again, kudos to Jalen for making the pass, is we're going to sit three-point shooters in the corners and, and run random cuts. Uh, and some of those cuts got through, pass led to the pass. But in this case, this guy had to come so far up that now the middleman takes the corner. We're defense, Oregon. Don't like it. Whatever. All right, so we come out of the timeout, and Oregon's in their zone again. Again, I don't really understand it, but uh, they do like to run this full-court pressure to try and slow everyone down, but great. Right now, they're in the 2-3 zone. Everybody's up. Let's watch this play. Now, this is clearly a designed play. This is after a timeout. They know that Oregon's going to be in the zone, and they're running it. So I got to give Madsen credit. Watch this. Pass to the wing, immediate exchange into a, uh, a, a high ball screen. This man and this man have a lot, of, a lot of thinking to do. He's not even up here, so realistically, he's taking himself out of, the, out of the picture. He's all about protecting the rim. Celestine's a good shooter, though, so this man has to choose. Celestine could pull up right here and would probably this in the nba pulling up right here is where you get that uh that and one foul he's gonna let it go this man does not move with tyson but look at uh uh, uh the back cut here this is the one that when i was playing would be the dunk uh because this man is up and he's not he can't really focus on both now i do think this is bad defense on him but this is what they coach if you're gonna play this high up this is what you're gonna get but Cone, watch him. Look where his hands are up. Boom. This man knows how open he's about to be before he's even open. 
because he understands how this play is developing. This might be a play specifically for him to get a three since he just made the other one. Because this man is so far down, he just, I don't know. I, I, can't even, I can't even say because. It's really just bad defense. This man had to leave to go help, which was Cal's plan. The real issue here is that Dante is literally doing nothing in the middle of that zone. He's got one job and one job only, and that's to block shots. Everything else, he's completely out of the picture. We know this, and this is the play. And again, I want to make it clear, there's no drifting here. This is a straight up, as soon as he went up, I was like, cash. Land where you shot it, boom. And that was Cal's first lead of the game. And we didn't relent. And further, I want to go for, uh, you know, I'll, I'll kind of end with this. I wanted to break down some Jalen Cohn and give him some love, but also talk about the other guys. But I'm going to end with this. My favorite thing about the game was the hair. Yes, sir. You understand when I played at Cal, they didn't let us wear headbands. Like, we had to, like, petition kind of. Uh, braids, afros. Like, it was, like, clean cut as possible. And some guys still, like, A.J. Diggs wore braids, but it was, like, we were also getting into it in practice. We, like, he wasn't, like, <laughs> this wasn't a sanctioned move. I remember Gabe wore an afro one game, and it was, like, it was, like, the biggest act, act of defiance there was. But, man, senior night, y'all came out. Bro, what, like, Grant Newell rocking rough and tough with his afro puffs. Rock on with your bad self. I don't even know if you know that song. It's old. I'm old. So what you got to say? I rock rough and stuff with my afro puffs. Rock on with your bad self. I'm just so hyped to see a team expressing themselves, coming together, having fun. And I was there in San Diego when it was cold and rainy and dumb. And we lost those games. I was in L.A., USC, when, you know, They've never given up on themselves. So I got to say, keep it up. Keep rocking. Uh, if any of you players do see this, your hair, everyone, even Dawes, uh, everybody, hair game on point. Let's go.